Creating conversation, which creates connections. Arrow.net, A-R-R-O-E.net. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Jody Hadlock. Hey, is this Arrow? That would be me. Hey, it's Jody Hadlock. We're supposed to have an interview at, um, at this time. Can we have a conversation instead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds much better. Yes, please. <laughs> I definitely like that better. Because <laughs> you know how we writers are. We we, we just want to talk. We, that's why we have yes. this this love affair with with pages. I, I just want to put my thoughts on a page. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> and it's taped. It's taped, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, if we went back to 1979. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, okay, that shows my age, too. I was 13 in 1979. <laughs> oh, my God. What was, I, what was I in 79? So I was born in 62, so 79. I mean, I was I was up there. I was 17. Oh, well, I was born in 66. Wow. What a time. Yeah. What, do, do you want to go back to anything like that? Because I feel like that I love the knowledge that we have today, but I want the innocence that I had then. Yeah, you know, life was a bit different back then, wasn't it? Yeah, it sure was. We had teachers that actually believed in writing. Is that where it started for you in school? Yes. Well, I, ever since I was young, I mean, I always loved to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helped because my mom, I would sit and read to her every night. And oh. so I just developed this love of reading. And and then by the time I was around, I think about 12, I knew I wanted to write write a book. So and it's taken me quite a long time, as you can tell. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because I, I I wrote one of my very first books in the in the tenth grade, but it took me thirty two years to finally let it go to be published. And and it's like, wow, I'm not getting those years back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I did an Instagram post. Um, my book was just published Tuesday, and I um I did a post that uh, posted a picture of me on a ski trip when I was 15. Wow. And I was like, yeah, 40 years later, it finally <laughs> happens. <laughs> now, now you're more than you're more than just an author. You you researched. I mean, first of all, listeners need to understand that that Diamond Bessie has a story. And, and this is a 150 year old story. What what gives here? Well, it was a long time ago. I. Uh, when my husband and I were dating, we went, he's from East Texas, a little town called Marshall, which is where I'm at right now. Wow. And uh, Jefferson is nearby. And we took a, a day trip over to Jefferson and went to the historical museum. And I saw this article about uh, Diamond Bessie and Abe Rothschild in a, in a Dallas paper in the 1930s about something that had happened in that little tiny town 60 years earlier. And I thought, wow, why was this paper still interested? And then I had another thought, but I don't want to give away the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that just started me down that rabbit hole. And um, uh, it was a, a very long journey, but I'm really, I'm really glad that it's, that it's out now. So did you feel like an archaeologist or did you feel more like a, like an investigator? Dun, 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 dun. Both. Really? Both, yeah. Oh my God, because like uh, excavation, excavating, yeah. you know, the mining the information. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it was great. Um, I, I actually found out that I love research, which is probably a good thing, writing historical fiction. <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to be historical, then you better like the research. Um, because it was an overwhelming amount, but I, I loved it, and then and I love the writing too. Even though the writing is much harder than the research, the mm-hmm. research is is fairly easy for, and especially in, now with you know with the internet and with newspapers.com and everything. When I started researching this, it was a long time ago. It was before you had things like newspapers.com. So I was going through microfilm yeah. <laughs> at the library, going through page by page. Yeah. Look, I mean, there was no 
you know, I couldn't just type in in the find box, find Diamond Bessie. No, you had to look at every page. And then I went through all his newspapers and I had to use interlibrary loan where you request it from another library. Yes. You wait for it to arrive. You've got like two weeks to look. I mean, it was it was it was took so much longer when I first started doing the research and then because I set aside this project for a long time for a number of reasons and then I, when I came back to it wow all of a sudden there's everything's online and so so it was um, really uh, great for that and well, it'll be very helpful for, for my second novel uh, hopefully I'll get that done much faster ah, but see I call, <laughs> I call that fermenting though allowing uh, because when you do the research and and you be because the researcher is not the writer the writer is has its own relationship with with things growing forward but but as that researcher you had to give yourself time in order to put it into street speak in inside those pages oh yeah yeah it was um it's an interesting process now that I've, I've been through it and to see how well the research and then I thought I had finished the research and then when I started writing I found out I still needed to do more research <laughs> because especially something set back then in the 1860s and 70s you know I couldn't say that Bessie used the telephone you know right. but in 1876 I mean that's a that's a blatant example but I mean it was getting down to the nitty-gritty of you know the fashions changed by decade um, and then, of course, I'm writing about a 19th century prostitute. I've never been a prostitute, so I, um, <laughs> luckily, so, but I, um, I found three memoirs of 19th century prostitutes that were absolutely fascinating that I mined for everything I could that really informed Bessie's life, which was very helpful. It, it's amazing how how much she had that girl power, her superpower. She was able to move and do things in her own way, and, and yet it doesn't go the way that we all wanted. But yet, there's a story here that still has impact. Yes, um, it's interesting because when I first started working on this story, I thought, you know, I'm focused on Bessie and what happened to her, et cetera. But then it's there's also the context of what was going on in society at the time. You know, why did a woman become a prostitute then? Mm -hmm. You know, looking at those reasons. And then the women's rights movement um, was, you know, really getting, you know, getting going. Um, so that's, you know, the backdrop of everything. And so it was really um, it was fun, actually, to incorporate all that because I, you know, I didn't want it just to be focused on just Bessie and her little world, but, you know, the broader world, what was going on around her and how she fit into that. To build up the suspense that you do, how how did you build these these paragraphs and things like that? Because it's all about engagement. You want your readers to go to the next page. You, you know, we want to go to sleep and you're going, no, I got to get one more page inside of me. <laughs> I had somebody the other day, um, she posted a review. She said she started reading my book at 7 a.m. and she finished it at 9 p.m. <laughs> and so that, that, that makes me so happy. I mean, I'm just, I just wanted to write an engaging story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not out trying to win, you know, win a Pulitzer or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, I just, it's, um, I wanted something, a page turner, engaging. I like quick reads, so I think mine is a, I've been told it's a quick read, obviously, if this woman read it and, and um, you know, one sitting. I mean, that's interesting when you hear that because you spend years on research, yep. years writing and editing, and then they read the darn thing in like, you know, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, no, it's worth it whenever I get that reaction. Um, that just makes me so happy. Do you think the reason why people are so attached to it is because we love true crime podcasts, true crime television and things like that? And and, yes. and, and then I've got to ask you, are you going to go in those directions? Because it can't just be a book. It's got to be something. I want to see the person that you select as Bessie. 
Oh, oh, for like a movie or something? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if, if that would happen, but, um, and I actually have written a few screenplays that nothing's ever been produced. I did have a producer interested in one, but so, and I love screenwriting. I absolutely love it. So I think it'd be, you know, fantastic, obviously, if, you know, something happened with that. But um, I, my husband and I are true crime junkies. (laughs) And (laughs) I think we've seen like, everything on tv and in the movies anything to do with true crime we just watched um uh, inventing anna which is a little bit different than um you know a murder mm-hmm. but still yeah we're just it, it's almost embarrassing to tell people that much we watch it <laughs> <laughs> no because because what it does it, it really that that's one of the things that i got into during the lockdown was that you know that it's a binge watcher man once once you tap into something like that you just can't break free of it but that's okay i don't have to live out there in that real world well, you like the Tiger King. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What a... <laughs> I mean, mind blown. I mean, that was just like... You couldn't stop watching it. It was just... <laughs> and then my, my brother... Oh, my God. With the, the, the Carol Baskin and yep. memes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so now, what did you personally learn from all of this research? Because, I mean, now you, you, you went from the student to the writer to now you're the teacher. Oh, well, um, that's a lot. Um, I, 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 finishing this it gave me, you know, confidence. Um, so now, you know, I feel like I can tackle, you know, the second book. But then as far as, you know, like taking away from the book itself, um, I want readers to feel like, you know, how far women have come. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was so different back then. And um, also uh, maybe to be a little bit uh, forgiving of ourselves. Mm, that's that's big. That's Is big. Is that a little bit too deep for you? No, no, it's not. That, that's speaking my language. No, 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 no. That's that's perfectly in tune. <laughs> can you can you imagine if people did find that discovery where they could say, "Wow, I, I'm just going to forgive myself today." Whoa, here we go. Whoa, I know, I know. So, um, yeah, but it's you know it's interesting because when you when I first learned the story, and I you don't think about all those things like theme and everything. You're just like initially interested in you know how and why did this happen and you know etc and then you start writing and then these themes emerge that it's like subconscious it's you know and then you finally realize you know what you're trying to say if that makes sense yeah yeah so now because it's a true story did you even have the opportunity to have what i call a wine glass moment where you go in you sit behind the computer and you go eh, i'm taking this out i and, and it's only because you just feel like that you have the confidence to say this one this part of the book is going i'm, I'm not going to keep it well you know it's interesting you asked that because i i had a prologue Oh. At one point, and I don't want to say what it was because I don't want to give it away. You know, it's like <laughs> the plot. It's in the book. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, but I had this prologue that I could not let go of. And I had so many people tell me, and then finally, I let go of it. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to trust that this is the right. It was the best decision I made. Good. Because now the story, there's a plot twist. And so it's a surprise. And if I'd had the prologue, there wouldn't be that surprise plot twist. See, so it was the best decision I made in in writing um, in, in that editing process. And I just, you know, for some reason, I just couldn't let go of it. Yeah. See, and that, and that's every reason why I created this channel on iHeartRadio is the fact that there are so many hider writers in the world that, that they, they write, but they put it in a box and it sits underneath the bed or it goes up into the attic. And, and it's people like yourself that say, don't stop. It, you, you may have a tough little area, but keep going. 
Oh yeah, definitely. That's what um, I did last night. I was at um, um, an event at a bookstore uh, in Longview, Texas, in, in East Texas, and there was this man I was talking to, and he has four manuscripts, <laughs> and he hasn't done anything with them. And I told him, I said, you know, you've got to, you've got to uh, publish these, whether you know self-publish or do hybrid or whatever. You know, try to find an agent. I said, you, you need to do this. He's written four books. <laughs> and so, yeah, I know a lot of people, yeah, but I was just, I was so determined for this, to, you know, to make it, you know, this far <laughs> to be able to be, to come into the world to, um, and I, um, and I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that I've gotten to this point and, um, now I can focus on my second book. So now can you talk about that second book? Cause a lot of authors say, no, we're here to talk about this well, one. No, no, no. I don't mind. Um, I just I don't want to say too much about right, it. But right. well, I'll tell you, this is the thing, though. Uh, it's partly going to be set in Russia. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. And I was hoping I was planning to go there next year because oh. I would. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, everything going on with Ukraine is just horrible. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. I don't know if I, so I may have just had to do everything remotely, but it would be set in uh 1858 to 1880s in Russia See, and the look U.S. At you. Look at you. You are a historian. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I know. I do. I love historical fiction. I, I think I'll probably stick with it. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so now are, are you like because I, I like to act out my pages. Do you do the same thing when you're writing? Act out my pages. Yeah, in other words, it's, 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 there's got to be a flow to it. I mean, when when you go back and you read it, and you you go through your self editing and stuff like that. There's 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 got to be a rhyme and a reason. Yeah, you know, it is it is good to read your work aloud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that. But as far as um, hmm, that's an interesting. I think I might have to. Um, you've just given me an, a, a good idea to <laughs> um, to think about. Well, we are writers, and we love to share. That's a that's a fun yes. thing about it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I, yeah, definitely. Well, I used to be a journalist. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I was a broadcast journalist for a decade or so, and then I did nonprofit PR. And so, I mean, I've always been a writer. I always wanted to be a writer. Um, you know, but I, but I'd always really, you know, in the really secretly, you know, wanted to write novels. So it took me a long time. But I can say to anybody out there that. Um, you're never too old and to never give up. <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> so what's your website where people can come and give you lots of love and, and start following oh, you? Yeah. Um, it's just um, my website is my name, uh, J-O-D-Y, in a Hadlock, H-A-D as in dog, L-O-C-K, dot com, obviously. And I'm also on Instagram at my name. And I have a Facebook author page, Jody Hadlock Author. Excellent. You got to come back to the show and, and we got to talk about that second book when you're ready to rock and we'll laugh oh, and have a good time and, you know, and continue this conversation. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Well, you be brilliant today, Miss Jody. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. okay.